Church, you may be seated. And as you do, I want to go to the Word of God and, and speak just a moment about Scripture and also prayer. Church, I want us to think that, always think that Scripture and prayer, they go hand in hand. They absolutely go together. They are spiritually connected. Scripture and prayer together, think about it as a daily spiritual diet that you and I must have if we are to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's a, it's a double spiritual blessing to have Scripture and prayer together. So let us do that now. Psalm 37, 23, let us uh, offer this responsibly, this Scripture, unto the glory of God, and then we'll move into a time of prayer. Please join me. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, there are many celebrations this day, many blessings, Lord, that we recognize as the body of Jesus Christ, Lord. It might be that we've got family that has come into town who lives out of town, and what a blessing that is for a mother and a son or a mother and a daughter to reunite and to have that cherished moment together. Lord, we are thankful, Lord, for our mothers, Lord, here in our congregation, Lord, for their dedication, for their commitment that firstly begins with you, Lord. Deepen that relationship. Lord, we remember this day uh, our mothers that we see no more, Lord. We do, Lord, remember them, for we will never forget them. Lord, for the impression, for the imprint of love, the love of Jesus Christ that uh, has stayed with us, that will never leave us. So, oh God, for those cherished memories, Lord, we are indeed thankful. For let us always, Lord, remember our dearly departed by saying their name often. And until that day comes, Lord, for our own homecoming. Lord, we will remember and live the legacy of our mothers whom we see no more. Lord, we're here, Lord, to worship. We're here, Lord, to uh, deepen our faith, to fellowship, to lift up the name of Jesus, Lord, and to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. For as the body, we need Jesus at the center of all that we do in our study, in our preaching, in our teaching, in our living, O oh God, for it is Jesus Christ that is that cornerstone. For there's so much in the world, O oh God, that is simply sinking sand, for we need that solid rock that is Christ our Lord, for he is our salvation and our song, the song that our mothers have are and will always sing to their children. Let us hear it now as Jesus, Lord, is speaking. Do we have the ears to hear? Lord, open our spirit ears to hear and our spirit eyes to see you in all that we do. For the most righteous path leads to eternal life, and Jesus is at the center. Praise be to your name. 
Church, let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. This is the model prayer called the Lord's Prayer. Please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. And church, let me give you this uh, update about a church member, Ron Jones. Ron did have colon surgery in the, the past couple of days. Uh, he is out of surgery. He is doing well. Um, he uh, will know biopsy results probably the first of next week, but he is in good spirits. And if you are around the Willis Knight and Bozier Hospital, uh, he would be absolutely thrilled to see you, uh, would be up for a visit as well. He will be in the hospital at least another two or three days. So if you would keep Ron and Jenny uh, and Art and the whole family uh, in prayer, but but he is he is doing doing well and his appetite is is uh, is building again. So I did did want you uh, to know about know about Ron and just keep keep that family in prayer. So what I'd like to do now, church, is go uh, to our main scripture for this morning, the book of First Thessalonians, the second chapter verses 1 through 4. This is about Paul's conduct, that being the apostle Paul, who was called by the Lord God Almighty. Uh, Paul uh, is addressing some uh, a variety of different issues in the church. He, he is coming uh, at a way in this letter to basically say, I, as the apostle of Jesus Christ. I am coming to you with genuineness, with deep faith. I'm not coming in error, okay? I am coming to you as a missionary, as an ambassador of Christ. So what I am offering to you, Paul says, is with deep faith and with great genuineness. So there was some concern that what Paul was teaching and preaching was in some way in error, but, but he is going against that criticism and in saying, I bring you the gospel of the Lord God Almighty. So with that context, hear now chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. He says this, For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanliness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. 
So, uh, church, let me mention this uh, disclaimer with it being uh, senior day. What, what I thought that I would do, of course, is tailor uh, this message uh, toward our graduating seniors, both the, the high school and also the, the, the college crowd. Uh, but let, let me say this. Uh, this word, of course, is universal. It, it's got a universal truth that can speak uh, to each and every one of us. So at the 1030 service, we'll, we are blessed, of course, to have uh, these seniors before us. So I, I, I really wanted to, to speak to their heart this day, but I am speaking uh, to all of us as well. So what, what caught my attention uh, about this text that, that I thought really is a universal truth that all of us have to confront, all of us have to uh, encounter, all of us ultimately have to work through and pray ourselves through, it is Paul's mention here, and, and let, me, let me go back here, uh, look at verse 4, and we've got it uh, on the screen there for you to look at, but this is really what, what struck me here. Paul uh, in the fourth verse, he says this, not as pleasing men, but God. Not as pleasing men, but God. Another way we can say that is simply this, please God, not men. Please God, not people. Now think about that. That that is easier said than done, is it not? Please God, not people, okay? Now, a, a lot of what Paul uh, says in, in, his, in his scriptures to both churches and to individual uh, believers, it, it, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes deep biblical faith. He is challenging uh, the, the, the church to do this. He says, in essence, please God, not people. And church, that is easier said than done. So how I wanted to get into this scripture is ask you two very pointed questions. So if you have a pen, if you've got some paper, and we've got some space in the bulletin here. Let me ask you two very pointed questions, practical questions, in regards to pleasing God and not people. Because maybe you've been in a situation just like this, and I want to see, I want you to think about, okay, how you were in these certain situations. Here they are. Number one, church, do you alter yourself before certain people in order to make or keep them happy? Let me say this again, okay? And thinking about as a follower of Jesus Christ, okay, and pleasing God and not people, do you alter yourself in any way before certain people in order to make or keep them happy. Okay? Think about that. Address that. Secondly, do you act or speak in a certain way to fit in with one crowd and then transform yourself to fit in somewhere else? 
talking about pleasing God and not people here. Let me say that again. Do you act or speak in a certain way to fit in with one crowd and then immediately transform yourself to fit in somewhere else? Different set of people, different set of community here, okay? Now, I want you to think about that, and let me just make a statement here, okay, that I think holds a lot of truth. Pleasing people can become very exhausting, can it not? Pleasing people can become very exhausting. And you think about it, okay? If your goal in life always is to please someone else, and it becomes even more important than your relationship with God, that can in fact become a form of idol worship, okay? Just keep that in mind. Now, let me go back to the text here. Listen to verse 4 again, Paul's words. He says, but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Here's the truth that I take from this, okay? And, And I think this is so very important. God did not make you to be what someone else wants you to be, church. That's very key, okay? I want you to remember that. God did not make you to be what someone else wants you to be, and here's why. And this is important because God made you to be you. Let me say that again. God made you to be you. You are unique. Scripture says you are a unique child of God. God made you to be you, okay? And if you're going to become all that you can be, church, then you must not be defined by someone else. You must not be defined by society because society right now is in an absolute identity crisis. And it's very tempting oftentimes to be defined by society, to be defined by someone else. You might be, in fact, guilted into it. But that's not scriptural. That's not biblical, okay? So what I'm saying and what I want us to take away this day about pleasing God and not people is simply this. Our number one goal as a believer is to always honor God first. Write that down. Write that down. Place that on your heart. Remember that. Let that be your daily prayer, church. Honor God first. And then from there, prioritize your life in that way. You see, honoring God first, that comes absolutely first. And then prioritize the rest of your day, of your week, of your months, of your years that all of us have here on earth 
in that way. When you honor God, ultimately, you are pleasing God. You are giving God your all, and you're making him number one. Everything else, then, will come after our commitment, our relationship with God. Now, let me back that up. Let me back that statement up with the Word of God. I want to go to two scriptures here. Both will be on the screen. If you have your Bibles in front of you, let me invite you this morning to go to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. Honor God first, please God first, and then prioritize your life in that way. Let's go to the Word. Listen to this. Hebrews eleven six. Watch this. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? In pleasing God, we must honor him. Therefore, we must faithfully make him number one. Okay? Hebrews 11.6. Let's skip over two chapters to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. Hebrews 13, verse 16, says this. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me. There you go. Honoring God first. Keep that as your number one because there's going to be a lot of demands on your life today and tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. People trying to sway you this way, people, family trying to sway you that way, neighbors trying to tell you to do this, somebody else trying to tell you to do that. Where are your priorities in all of that? Pleasing God and honoring God must come as number one. So I want us today to make a commitment, okay, to make a prayerful commitment that you and I can stand upon, okay, that is rock solid, that is biblical, because once we step off of that cornerstone, once we step away from the Word of God, here's what often happens. If somebody is tugging us this way and trying to define us in a certain way, often that's quicksand. Church, listen to me, it's quicksand. And oftentimes, you're sunk before you know it. So we need to make a prayerful, biblical commitment in this way. And I've got it on the screen. Please write this down if you would like to. It is simply this. The commitment for you and I today, the commitment for our graduating seniors today must be this. 
that I, that we no longer will let other people press us, me, into a certain mold that fits their idea, that fits their agenda, that fits their selfishness. I'm going to be what God wants me to be first. You see, it's all about prioritizing our life. Let me go to the second one. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Oftentimes, society, the devil, they will put those carrots of temptation out there, and it is tempting. And when we go for that carrot, often that is not God's perfect will. And because it is not God's perfect will, it can take us down a dark and destructive path, church. I am going to do what God ultimately wants me to do, not what someone else wants me to do, because it's all about prioritizing our lives so that God's perfect will can be done. Lastly, I'm going to fulfill the plan that God has for my life, not somebody else's plan for my life. Often in life, we get dictated to, do we not? Is that ultimately God's plan? Are we prioritizing God's way, his path, his plan in our lives first? You see, these are the commitments. These are the things that we need to put to daily prayer and that we need to be searching the scriptures for. So let me wrap up and say this. Pleasing people, that can absolutely be an overwhelming thing in life. It can quickly exhaust us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But you see, when we please God, when we honor God first, and that is key, that is central, then everything else I believe and I know, and we can back it up with the Word of God, everything else will fall into place. So instead of trying to please people, let's have a new daily prayer. Let us have a new way of thinking and praying and living, and it's simply this, that we're going to please God and love people. Let me say that again. Let us please God first and love people. That's exactly what Jesus did. So let us follow and abide by the Savior. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, so much in this world, Lord, can trip us up, can frustrate us, can uh, uh, just open up that door for a very sinful and destructive life. Lord, if we feel as though that our whole life, our life right now, is just about pleasing someone else so that they may like us or, or pay attention to us. That by no means is biblical. Lord, and as believers, Lord, we must uh, have a rock-solid faith in how, Lord, you are speaking 
to us and how you want a relationship with us. We must be abiding by your word, Lord, for your word is life. For your word, Lord, gifts us with your son, Jesus Christ. So honoring you, pleasing you above all else, Lord, has great reward in this life and in our life to come. Lord, honoring you and prioritizing our life, Lord, in that way comes great reward, eternal reward, in fact. We praise you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for when we sin, for when we fall astray, for when, Lord, we harden our hearts and our necks toward you and toward others. Let us be always, always about pleasing you and loving people, for that is what our Lord and Savior did in his life here on earth. Let us follow him in all that we do. In Jesus we pray. Amen.